0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome
2: back to uh, Talking Devils podcast. I am your host, Keen. Today, this is our new... New podcast here on a Wednesday night. So this is me and Marcus. And we're gonna be here talking about all things Manchester United. We're gonna be talking all things Ralph Ragnick. We're gonna be talking about Manchester United season um going forward. So we've a lot to deep dive um into today. So please smash the like button on the video, hit that subscribe button. We have a lot to talk about here this evening in terms of Ralph Ragnick's impact on German football, what he's gonna to bring to Manchester United and how his season is going so far with Manchester United since he's taken over. Marcus, first of all, we would all know you from from your time um, playing with Manchester United's youth um, team and also reserve team. You're, you're captain of a very um, good reserve team with Manchester United. Just before we deep dive into Ralph Ragnick and what he's going to bring to Manchester United, first of all, just talk to us about your time at Manchester United and kind of how that, how that came about. Yeah,
3: hello everybody, first of all. Um, yeah, I had an amazing uh, three years. Um, my first year started really well. We went to the Northern Ireland Milk Cup. Um, we won it straight away with the likes of uh, Dennis Simpson, Floribairn Galula. Um, I think also Fraser Campbell was with us. So we had a really good team, Chris Eagles. Um, it was the first big tournament I was playing for United and we, uh, we won it the first time since the the likes of Beckham and Scholes uh, back then, so there was a big hope on us making it through the ranks. And um, yeah, in my first six, nine months, I, I found myself really well. Everybody was really nice to me. I had a really good time. I adapted really well to the English football, to the English lifestyle. Um, it was for the first time I was away from for uh, apart from my family, so it was not an easy time. And um, then ca- there came a first big injury where I dislocated my collarbone and um, I was out for about six to nine months and um, this obviously I yeah, was a little bit uh, disappointed and it also took me a long time to recover and in my last year I came back to, uh, to the level I expect, expected from myself and also the club expected for myself. Um, I was captain of the reserve team and we had a brilliant year with the likes of uh, Pique, with the likes of Rossi um, uh, with the likes of Johnny Evans. So we had a really good team then. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, at the end of the year, I had a talk with the Gaffer, with Sir Alex, and, um, yeah, we agreed that it would be better for both sides that if I tried to make it into first-team football rather than to, to do another season with a reserve team. And um, at that time, I took the decision to go for good. Um, on the other side, yeah, uh, if I think about it today, maybe I made a mistake. I should have stayed for one more, two more years maybe make a loan move to Belgium or whatever. And uh, yeah, but that's football. Sometimes you take decisions and they're not really intelligent, especially when you're young, you tend to make decisions uh, more quickly than, than when you get older in this professional business.
2: Yes. Football is such like a, such a crazy game in terms of injuries can happen at a drop of a hat. When you're in the best form of your life, it can, it can happen so quickly and so easily. And like, I think it's one thing that people who are football fans don't realize the dedication sometimes of how professional footballers have to work so hard to get to where they are. And then, just you know, so quickly an injury can happen, and all of a sudden it can really change the shape of how a footballer's career though goes. So, you're, you're, you're absolutely right in that regard. We just have a couple of comments coming in here. Um, Wayne Barton is here today. Um, oh, Wayne, <laughs> This evening, guys, welcome Marcus to the podcast. Looking forward to his insight, and also your former teammate, um, Lee Lawrence. Ah, says, Lee Lawrence, yeah, great, great said, guy. I
3: enjoyed playing with him. A long time. I think we didn't speak for about twenty years now, so yeah, long
2: time ago. Absolutely, and and Lee says here to Marcus as well. He says, "Yes, Marcus, great to see you on the podcast. Hope you're well." And um, so yeah, look, obviously, we have Phil Marsh and Lee Lawrence here in the podcast. We always. So we talk every Friday on this show, and we do talk about, yeah. a lot about my side, about how our tactics are. We always talk about what, what's going on in terms of the team setup. But Marcus, it's great that you're here this evening because, in terms of Ralph Ragnick, he's had obviously a massive impact on German football in terms of his style of play, in terms of pressing, counter pressing. He's obviously been like the, I suppose, the forefather of what Thomas Tuchel and Jurgen Klopp. Do in terms of the pressing and counter pressing and controlling games of football. Yeah. In terms of Ralph Ragnick's impact as such, in terms of what he's done like the likes of Salzburg and, and the likes of Leipzig. In terms of his impact on the overall German football, do you know what has he done to kind of revolutionise you know, uh, the pressing game?
3: Yeah, he's done a lot. He was the first guy who, yeah, we had this idea of playing in this in this way. Um, his approach was always very aggressive. Um, he tried it very young players with uh, fresh legs, so they can cover a lot of ground and obviously they can keep the pace over 90 minutes. That was the basic idea of his of his uh, of his game off the ball, and um, obviously game on the ball is for him also important that you play a dominant football. So he was the first guy really in German football who gave the yeah you know, off the ball view a uh, uh, bigger moment, so that means in in German football, every time we talked about football, it was always the side when you had the ball, but nobody cared really what is happening when you're working against the ball, but this is basically half, 50%, but why not even more important uh, what you're doing against it, and he was the first guy who really approached it with a very aggressive way, and also he was the first guy, as I said before, to do it with... uh, unknown young players and obviously he helped the young players also to make a big career a great career and um yeah he he had the good thing about ralph Rangnick is he has a clear idea of where what he wants and where he wants to go that's a that's that's one side of the medal. the other side is yeah you you know that when you want something you also know what you don't want so i think For the older players, it's not always easy to cope with that style of play, especially in England, when you play every three, four days. Um, You could see that with Liverpool, with uh, obviously Jürgen Klopp. He's one of the guys who adapted the the playing style of Ralf Rangnick. He, He learned from him and you see that also Liverpool, obviously they're still doing good, but they cannot keep that up. They cannot keep that pace for over three, four years on a high, high standard. And obviously, the problem United has at the moment is they're looking for their identity. Since uh, Sir Alex Ferguson is gone, the whole club is restructuring, restructuring again. And Ole brought a little bit of the, yeah, I would say, Sir Alex 2.0 back. And um, it was a copy of him. And the copy is never as good as the original. We all know that. Yes. So, that was a little bit the problem of Ole. But what, what the good thing about Ole was that he brought back the, the pride and the idea of what, what Manchester United is about. It's about the fans, about bringing up young, young, uh, young players with a work ethic. And obviously all the managers before, like Mourinho and everybody else, they always had a different approach. And uh, with Ole, they had the basic idea why Manchester United is as big as it was 20, 30 years ago. And now the approach of Ralph Rangnick is completely different. And the thing with him is he only has another six months on his contract, and then he will go back into a strategic uh, position where will help the coach to yeah to, to move on his ideas and uh, his style of play. And I think that the biggest issue for Ralph Rangnick now is that that he has to change the players to play the style that he wants. When you just watch in central midfield, you're playing with McTominay and um, also with Matic, they're not players that, uh, that that adapt to the playing style of Rangnick because he wants fresh young legs who can cover a lot of space and a lot of ground. And with them two playing there, if Fred is not available, then, then it's very difficult to play in that 4-4-2. So we saw that also last week when he changed it and he put Bruno back in the in the number 10 position, which he doesn't like to play normally. And um, you see that he, he doesn't have the players yet to play the... 100% football he wants.
2: I think we noticed that, especially in the, in the last Villa game in the FA Cup, that he did go back to a 4-2-3-1, which was kind of, I suppose, the stable of what Oli Gunnar Solskjaer you know, done in his tenure. He went back to that in the last game. and I think one of the things that you're absolutely right have noticed is we are getting overran in midfield, especially with, you know, when it was Matic and McTomney in midfield. We didn't have someone to, I suppose, counter-press every time, you know, we lost the ball and you, you could clearly see that and i think obviously with with this system i think fred is probably going to be an important part of this in this in these next couple of months because he's a high energy player so McTominay, he can be a high energy player but you know maybe sometimes his first pass leaves him down which though ultimately we we concede possession and then manage can't cover because he doesn't have the legs as to what he did maybe four or five years ago so you're absolutely especially, right.
3: Especially you have the problem with Ronaldo. Ronaldo, with, with defensively, he's not uh, a player who covers also a lot of ground. And if you don't have the two strikers up front who, who work a lot, then it's more up to the central midfielders. And, um, yeah, if you don't have somebody like Keen and Scholes at that time, when I was there at United, they were running the whole game. They were running the whole team. And, um The biggest problem United has at the moment when they're playing a 4-4-2, they they are struggling with one man down in the middle. So that means they get overrun, like you said. And that is the biggest problem that in defence, there are a lot of counter-attacks coming on them because they lose a lot of balls. And with Sancho and Greenwood, they're also not players that give you defensively, yeah, I would say a lot of runs and a a lot of cover, you know. And these are the main issues United has at the moment, that the kind of play Rangnick wants to play he doesn't have the players for it at the moment so that would be also a, a big target to watch now what players United can bring in the in the transfer window now or latest in the summer because obviously in winter it's always more difficult to get players of high standards and uh, of, of the size that Ralph Ronick is thinking about yeah
2: you spoke about January in terms of maybe Ralph bringing in somebody you know yeah. um, come into the, the midfield. Dennis Sicaria from Borussia here, is someone who is highly linked to Manchester United. Min and He's a very good, high energy midfield player and he's a very good ball winner in midfield. And he's also very versatile in terms of he can play, hold midfield and, and centre back as well. Do you maybe think he will be a player, maybe sit with a Ralph Ragnick style of play in terms of pressing, counter pressing, but also winning the ball in the first and second phase? Yeah, he
3: does because Ralph Rangnick is looking for players who can play a high intensity over 90 minutes. And he's a player who can do that. And um, United was struggling in the last games to keep that pace over the the, the whole time. Ralph Ronick was talking a lot about the physical side of the game. That that at the end it's in your head. You know, when you get tired, the, the mental freshness is lacking, and uh, that's that's a problem when you come as a coach and you don't have a preseason to work with your players. You can get you cannot get them in the shape that you want as a as a manager. And that is also now a main issue he's 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 facing at the moment. So what he's trying now to get one or two new players in that that fit his style of play and it makes it more easier for all the players around him. So like the players of the likes of Greenwood or Sancho, then they have more space and more freedom up front when a player can 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 win more tackles in midfield and he can covers more ground and uh, that makes it life that makes life easier for everybody in that team.
2: And you're you're absolutely right. And I think with this, we we I think Ralph he's not tied down to one system as well. I think we what we did see at Leipzig that he has reverted to three at the back as well. Do you know he has reverted to that before? Do you maybe think with this four two 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 system that we're playing at the moment that Ralph maybe will try something else in terms of maybe three at the back to maybe see. Do you know, Can he maybe get more out of the out of this current bunch of players? Let's say because. Ideally, that we all know, January is is a very hard window to buy play players. Obviously, look, like, cut two years ago, Bruno was the exception. Like you bring know, bringing him in a couple of years ago. Let's say in this world where we may not bring in maybe the one or two that Ralf would ideally need. Do you maybe think the fact that he's he has used three at the back before, or the three four one two, that he can maybe do that again?
3: Yeah, but the question is why he does that. It's quite easy because he doesn't have the two central midfielders in front of the back four or the back three who can, who can cover all the ground. So, what he does then, he, he, he put an extra man into defence so he can cover the, the spaces that the two centre midfielders cannot cover. And that's the problem why he's changing the system. Ralph Rönig in every club where they have been successful, he always uh, stick to his 4-4-2. Four, four, and at the moment, he, he sees that he doesn't have the player, he doesn't have the players for it. So, he's trying to change the system a little bit. We also saw playing Bruno on the right or left wing um, as a as a defensive position. In offensive position, he was really free to go also inside and play his normal game. But this needs time, you know. It needs time for a player like Bruno with his standard and with his uh, uh, resume that he has. He has to grow into that role, you know, so it takes time. And uh, the, the style that Ralph Ronick is demanding is very, very difficult for, for players like Fernandes and Ronaldo because it means that they basically have to step down their characters and work for the team. And uh, the character of uh, Bruno and also Cristiano is uh, basically when they have the ball. But the, the part when you don't have the ball for Ralf Ronick is, is, uh, has the same importance. And that's the biggest key now for, for, the, for, the, for the coach to put that idea in the back of the head. And um, obviously, as he knows, he doesn't have the players in centre midfield. He needs to shift players around. So the
2: defense doesn't look
3: as exposed uh, in many ways as we saw in the last few games when they're playing a, a classical four for two.
2: Yeah, and no, you're you're absolutely right. I, when, when I look at it, I I see Bruno Bruno struggling off the ball, like his, his position is when we get you know caught in transition. He, he's ne- never kind of in, in the right shape, you know, for us for, to us defend when we don't have the ball. And I think you mentioned Sancho as well. I think he's another player who. He's very good positionally in terms of when he has the ball and he comes inside tries to create a chance. But like I think when you look at Greenwood as well, like he's probably more suited to being a nine in this system rather than one of the attacking midfielders. I think Greenwood would probably be better from you know, playing from the front than in one of them attacking midfield positions. Do you maybe look at Anthony Alanga, Marcus? Because he's someone who Ralph seems to take a liking to and Ralph really likes working with the young players. And Alanga has a lot of energy and he's a very aggressive, you know, a, very, you know, a very good flair player. To maybe think he might get a chance? Because it's, it's looking like at this moment in time that many Manchester United fans are looking at Anthony Elanga and, uh, and they're saying that maybe he'll be a player that suit Ralph Ragnick's system.
3: Yeah, yeah, he is. he's a young player. And Ralph Ragnick especially loves to work with young players as their character of playing is not fixed as it is uh, with Fernandes, with Bruno or with Ronaldo. And the problem is that if you demand a very high press, a re- really high intensity against the ball, um, the players of uh, Cristiano and Bruno, they're lacking their, their quality in, in, uh, in, in their offensive part. Sancho is the same. When he was playing at Dortmund, they were used to having the ball like 60, 65, 70%. So that means when, the, when, when your team is in possession, you, you can recover. But if, if you play in, a, in, a, in the Premier League where the intensity and the, the speed is very high, that means you cannot take your, your break and your pause. During the during the period of the ball, and that is the biggest issue that at the moment United is facing. They're trying to put quality players on the pitch, like Bruno or like Cristiano. But on the other side, Ralph knows that if he puts them on the field, he's lacking a lot of uh, intensity and a lot of pressure against the ball. That's why he's trying to bring in young players who can adapt his playing style. That means that uh, that that. That, that they can get a platform where they can shine, you know, because when younger players, they come into the pitch, basically they do everything. When a Ronaldo or Fernandez come on the pitch, they come on the pitch to shine, to show what they're potentially doing when they have the ball, but not off the ball. They did that when they were like 15, 20 years ago, when they were young. But when you get older, you concentrate more when you have the ball. And that is the, the problem Ralph Rangnick is facing. And also Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was facing that problem when... Ronaldo came, so it's not uh, always the easiest thing to have the biggest players. Uh, I mean, we could talk about also about Barcelona with Messi. Obviously, he did a lot of good stuff, but uh, when they're playing defensively, they're always playing with one man less, you know, so it's always uh, a good part, but there's always a negative side to it.
2: Yeah, there's always pros and cons. You're absolutely right. And I think, look, when you look at some of these players like Ronaldo, Bruno, probably like, Ronaldo more so towards the twilight was his you, so you can't teach an old dog new tricks in, in that respect, you know, I think. That's also think. my
3: my idea what I have. When Pogba comes back, does he fit to the style of running? I don't think so. So it will, it will be very interesting to see what they're going to do with him, you know, because Paul is also a player who likes to have the ball. And when he doesn't have the ball, sometimes he works hard, sometimes he doesn't. It depends a little bit on his mood, you know, and a player, a, a coach like Ralph Rangnick, he doesn't like that attitude, you know. So I think there will also be Problems created as as soon as we will be back fit in and in the training again.
2: Usually we say when you have plenty of players that it's always a good problem, but when you're trying to implement a system, and you, you don't have the players to suit with. Maybe it, it does become a massive one. You you mentioned Paul Pogba, and obviously like he's a polarizing figure, but Joe in world football, like he's we all know his quality. Like he, he yeah. on his day, he's he's a fantastic footballer, World Cup winner. We look at this Valfragnac system. If we do persist before triple two a lot of United fans are saying does he play in the middle or does he play the left of the two attacking midfielders if he is to be implemented in this system and we have to play him where would you prefer to see Paul when he's back
3: I think he only has a chance to play in the wing because in centre of midfield I I don't see him in the in the, in the style Ralph Rangnick wants to play But um, we saw also on the Ole that uh, Pogba occasionally was playing on the wing and he did a good job. So it's more up to the attitude that Paul has. If he's willing to work hard for the team and if he's willing to accept that new role, then I think he can be a part. But I think with the mentality and with the mindset that Paul has, I think it will be very difficult. Also with the agent he has, we know that... uh, He's not a guy who makes a lot of fun with the, with the clubs if things uh, don't go well, you know. So, I see there will be problems created,
2: yeah. It, 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 it's, a, it's a sticky one for me, because I, you mentioned him playing wide left, and when he played there last season, after the Leipzig game, the Champions League, he had his best run of form for United, leading up to the Euros last yeah. year. They came in Bruno when they did link up, they did do quite well. And that's why we had that unbeaten away from home record, like that that stretched for so yeah. long. So yeah. If Pogba can get into this system and if he's willing to say like, right, look, I'm willing to play here and we're, and you know I'm willing to give give it my all for the team, then look, we, we have a very good footballer and a committed Paul Pogba is a brilliant Paul Pogba. I think you know we all know that. But even,
3: but even at that time, they were lacking the commitment for defense. You know, uh, they they were conceding a lot of goals against them, and that was uh, it's still a problem because United gets too many goals against them. And um, yeah. if you compare them to the big team when, when we had about uh, 2,000, 99, whatever, uh, that, you know, there was Keane and there was goals in the center of the park and they were managing the whole problem. So if somebody in the team wasn't working hard enough, he, he, he told them to, you know, he made them to work hard. It, it wasn't the job of the gaffer. And now with the likes of Pogba, Fernandez, Cristiano, you know, you have too many players and also Sancho, who, who don't really care about the side of the ball, you know, which is really important in the nowadays. Um, you can see that with Liverpool, you know, because they you have a whole team working against the ball and it makes a really, really big difference. And now, even with the intensity they're playing for the last few years, they cannot hold that standard. So, they're dropping it always a little bit more and that makes more space for other teams like Chelsea, for example, who are playing a really good role. You know, the teams of West Ham were, were to, really doing a great job. And I think that's 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 an issue United has to, to to face because on one side we all want quality players when they have the ball, but um, I think in 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 nowadays it's as important to have players who are working against the ball. You know.
2: Yeah, I think we need like in any Man United team, whether we're playing 4-5-1 or whatever it may be, we always have players like Jason Park, Joe Carlos Tevez, Ryan Giggs. Yeah, players they were like were
3: working for the team, exactly. Yeah, they were team players. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, like them Darren Fletcher, players like that, Nicky Butt, two them players who are them real stalwarts who win the ball back. And they're the kind of unsung heroes, obviously it Kino and Scolese, who would run the game yeah. and pick. All, all the
3: names you mentioned, they have both parts of the game. That's that's that's, that's yeah. a big thing, you know. And now they only have players who have one side. Nothing against Scott McTominy or against Matic, but they don't have the quality of a Scolese or of a Keno when they have the ball. You know, it's... And that's the, the problem United is facing for the last 20 or 25 years, you know, that since these two didn't play in the middle of the park anymore, they were looking for yeah, for new players who, who, to do that, you know. Also Carrick, he was a good player, but he was nowhere near the, the class of Scolzi or of Kino and how even to manage the dressing room or the team on the pitch, you know. And these, these characters, they are so important for a team to, to be successful and that makes difference. If you maybe you play a good season, you get on the, the second or the third place, or you you are champion week uh, year in year out. And that's that's the, the the biggest issue United has they are lacking these these special these special players, yeah.
2: I think we're lacking a lot of leadership. I think if you look at towards yeah. the end of Solskjaer's reign, like Joe, you know, where is the manager like Joe, you know, the, the captain would usually be the one who would stand up and be counted. Like people used to say Roy Keane mirrored Sir Alex on the pitch. Like, that's who he was. He'd mirror Sir Alex. He was the boss. And I think, you know, we don't have that right now, like, in terms of, like, real leaders. Now, you can maybe say Cristiano, like, being an experienced player, should be that. Do you know, like, he's won many trophies. He should be that player. I don't know if he's – obviously, he's done – he won us a lot of games this year, especially in Champions League. Like, he he won us a lot of games, but he can't do it on his own. And this is where you need – more characters to complement that one that one leader. You can't have a dressing room full of players and only have one or two leaders. You you need multiple captains in the one dressing room, and I think that's a massive problem, especially for like even an interim manager coming in, like like Ralph is. Yeah, Any and you need them,
3: and you need the leaders in the middle of the park. That's also a problem, you know. So if you talk about Ronaldo, he's a leader, yes, but he's thirty-six years old and he plays as a striker at the moment. So his influence to the central midfielders or to the to the back four is uh, zero, you know, so it's yeah. really, really low. And that makes a big problem with Kino or Skolz in the middle of the park. They, they were managing everything. I was playing alongside them in the training and it was amazing. They, they were basically managing the whole team, you know, with one or two words, even sometimes with the attitude they behaved. And at the moment, I don't see anybody in the United team who's even close to that, you know,
2: and... They're lacking leadership, like you said. It's it, it's clear to see. Yeah. Absolutely, and I want to come to Greg's comment here because it, it's on Ralph Ragnick and what he's done. Um, obviously, at the two Red Bull clubs, he said, with, Rag- "With Ralph Ragnick, are United likely to be looking at the smaller leagues for young potential players, like what you do with the Red Bull group, as United normally wait for players to get to bigger clubs first?
0: Yeah, I think
3: so. I think it's the idea of Ralph Rangnick, you know, the, the, to have players who, yeah, who adapt his style of play. And obviously with the Red Bull group, they're working with the young players, even 12, 13 years old, they, they're, they're working with them to be a Red Bull player. You know, that means to work on both sides of the game, to play very aggressively with a high intensity. And I think this style of play fits the English football very well. So why not? I think it can be a good idea. But I think on the other side as well, United needs to get back to that main idea that uh, always, yeah, made the club strong to to build young players, to give them a chance, and um, to put that identity back into the club. You know, to have a main idea, a general idea, general idea what United Football Club should stand for, how they should train, how the youth team should play. You know, these are the things that we've been lacking the last 20 years. When I was there, I knew what I had to do. I knew what the idea was. I knew what, what, what I had to do when, I, when we had the ball. And I knew what I had to do when we didn't have the ball. You know, So there was a clear idea for everybody. And they taught us that every day in training. So there was a general idea and a general behavior to be on and off the pitch. And I, and I think over the last few years, since all the different managers, the general idea or the main idea of how United Football Club should play has been yeah divided into different ideas you know and i think you, with ralph rangnick there comes a man back who has a clear idea of the future and a clear strategy how the whole club should should uh, work and how also the youth team should work because the youth teams are basically the yeah they are the future of the club and it always has been a big point for united and it has to be for, for me in the future as well
2: Ralph Ragnick is moving in prospectively into a consultancy role in six months' time, and he's going to yeah. be working alongside the new manager and obviously with Darren Fletcher and John Murtaugh in the, in the director of football roles as well. Do you maybe think with the new manager that's coming in that Ralph will help kind of rebuild? Well, obviously, the academy is obviously in a good place. Well, Ollie, since Ollie came in, he restructured the academy. Do you yeah, maybe think know. That United's recruitment may you know, span maybe more kind of in a European place where Like he done with the with the Red Bull clubs that they their recruitment was very shrewd and they picked up you know young players. Do You maybe think that he's going to do the same with United and maybe we're going to pick out more unknown players at first, but then develop them into kind of more to world class footballers.
3: Yeah, I don't hope that, or I don't think that he will do with unknown players. Um, I think he will uh, do it bit by bit. I think in the summer he will get a manager that has the same idea, the same strategic way to approach the game on and off the ball and also to, to rebuild the whole club, you know. All, obviously, it started with a, the with a academy, which is the, the main thing. And I think it's also a, <coughs> sorry, a clever thing to do because it always has been the main spirit of United. And I think Ralf Rangnick is a guy who knows that uh, that it starts with the young guys in the in the club. And I think he will try to get with his connections he has in world football he will get the best talents all over the world and, yeah, to, to get that spirit back to United, which has been lost for the last 25 years or so, you know, and this is the main thing for me, why I think in a strategic posi- uh, position, Ralph runnick is even more crucial and more beneficial to United as he is as a coach now because as a coach, you're very... Um, you always think about the next game, you always think about how to win points, you, you change your system, you think about one or two players, you know, but as a strategic person, you don't have that pressure, you have the bigger picture. So I think for him, it's a perfect position to be in and also for United as well. Yeah,
2: I think especially like, if you look post Sir Alex Ferguson, we probably haven't had football and people kind of on the board as such making them decisions where we've had kind of Ed Woodward who would look On the commercial side does a fantastic job with that but like obviously now with the new restructuring of darren fletcher john murtaugh now we're having ralph ragnick come into that consultancy role and whoever the new manager may be in 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 five six months time whether that's a let's say just hypothetically speaking a Rizzio, pochettino or an eric ten Hag, someone in that ilk who kind of who can have that same attacking philosophy that ralph ragnick has hard working philosophy then you can see this this structure working well because them two managers I just mentioned there, one thing about them is, and they're similar to Ralph is, their teams work hard on and off the ball. So if you can get that kind of philosophy, get that identity in, then you can see in the next, I don't know, two, three, four years, that Man United, if will have an identity back. Because one thing post Alex is, we've had Mourinho, we've had Van Gaal, we've had David Moyes, we've had Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and we haven't really... Bar, I suppose towards the end of Van Gaal's reign, you kind of see what he was doing, but he didn't have the players. I think if you look at like even now, we still don't have that identity. We don't have that type of you know <laughs> style of play where you can actually look and say, "Look, that's what the idea. That's what Man United is." Like you look at City and you look at Liverpool, for example. Let's bring up them two. There, they score the same type of goal week in and week out. Yeah. You can you know yeah. what that the play is going to be with yeah. United it's more off the cuff and you just don't know. So I think with Ralph coming in and wherever that perspective new manager is, it's very important that we get our identity back. Not so much the old United DNA, but get an identity that works. Get the spirit
3: spirit back. That's the main thing. If you get the spirit back, you get the belief. And if you have the belief, you have a lot of power. You have a lot of good energy. And then, then there's always something, and there always has been something special about this club. And nobody... really describe what it is and even with Liverpool or even Man City at the moment uh, with them doing a good job it's not the same thing with United because there was always something special when you've been in the theater of dreams you played there you saw a game whatever there's always a, a special feeling around the place and around the club and at the moment you don't feel it you know and that's that's the main thing if you get the spirit and the belief back you know also from the supporters that something is growing back you know that something is growing something yeah, is growing. Then people will jump back on the train and the train will start running, you know. But at the moment, it's the last few years. As you said, everybody had his, had his own idea, but it was an idea for, yeah, to, to, for the moment, maybe for the next one or two years. And Van Gaal has an approach to football, which, in my opinion, is very old-fashioned. You know, so that means also Mourinho. He was very successful 10, 15 years ago. But that's also the 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 very how should I say curious thing about managers. Everybody has a period where they are successful. The only guy who really changed it or has a different different thing is Guardiola because he has been very successful over a long decade. Everybody else, like
2: with Guardiola, over two different eras, like. With exactly, exactly,
3: yeah, exactly. Like if you if you look for club, for example, he has a very short period with Liverpool where he dominated European football, and now it's also going backwards. You know, you had a bit Van Gaal where he had a period where he was successful, and there was nothing, no team working against them. You know, and basically they could do whatever they want, and that's that's the with Sir Alex. It was the same 99, 2000. I think there was no team in the world to could have beaten them even if you put the best eleven players together. And it was because they had a spirit and they had a belief and they really, really good energy. And this has
2: to come back to the place where it belongs. Definitely. And look, I think with this rebuild, I think we have to be patient. I think patience is key here because if you have the right players, if you have the right players, it will it will come off eventually. But you have to get it right upstairs too. You can like you can get a group of individuals together, but you need to have the, the football and aspect of the club sorted out upstairs first, then you need the right manager and you need everyone to be singing off the same hymn sheet because it's all well and good having, let's say, a director of football has one idea, the manager yeah. has a different idea and then you're not signing the right type of player to fit the philosophy of the football club. It has to be right at all you know, all parts of the football club.
3: Yeah, and that's a special thing about football, you know, if, if, if there was a receipt to, uh, to, to be successful, then, you know, a lot of people would have done it. But there's some th- something in football nobody can explain why a team win every game for nearly two, three years and then all of a sudden one or two players, they're not uh, at their top anymore or they leave and the whole team is nowhere near that, that, uh, that standard anymore. And that's the the, the thing about football, like I said before, the spirit and the belief, you know, everybody has to feel it. At that time, when United was so successful, you went into the stadium and you knew that they are going to win. It was just a matter of how how high. And even the the players on the pitch, they knew that, you know. And it was like, uh, it was clear for everybody what was happening. And at the moment, if you watch United, everything can happen, you know. And... This is a thing, like you said, you need time to build that confidence, to build that belief, that spirit up again. But you need to have a main idea and everybody needs to stick that main idea. So everybody's talking about the same thing. And then you have a chance to create something again, you know. And with Ralph Rangnick, he's the same kind of person like Guardiola. They want everybody to follow them. So there's only one opinion and everybody has to follow that one opinion. And if he doesn't, he's out. And I think I like it because... That you rather go into one direction, even if it's the wrong one, but you go as a whole team and as a whole club, because then the the possibility is bigger to win something than to lose, because you're together as a team, as a club, and uh, as not as an individual.
2: Absolutely, and I think in this day and age of football, right now, to win trophies and to win the big, the big, the big competitions, everyone needs to work hard. Like now, like. Yeah. Maybe years before, you maybe could have one or two bystanders in your team where, let's say, collectively eight or nine are all on song. Now you need your whole team. You can't have any passengers. I think now I think with, with United, but rebuilding this football club is it, it. everyone just has to be working hard. And this is not just going from the first team. It has to go through the reserve, the 23s, to the youth team. It has to be all all there. And it has to be a togetherness there. If there's not, then, look, you're going to see maybe – the dominance of a city for a while, maybe Liverpool, Chelsea, teams like that. You know, we do have to rebuild the football club. And again, it is going to take a couple of years, but yeah, so you have to get the fundamentals right. If you don't get them right, then look, you're going to fall behind. I think that's what we've been victims of in these last couple of years. Um, Marcus, one thing I'd like to touch on is a player who has done so much on the pitch in terms of, Joe you know, building his career very quickly, but also has done a lot, a lot off the pitch, is, is Marcus Rashford. Um, at the moment, he seems to be struggling um, under, in Ralph Ragnick's system as a striker, but also now as a winger. What do you think is going on for Marcus? Do you maybe think he's suffering from maybe some professional burnout? He obviously played for two years with injuries, and now he's only come back. Do you maybe think it's a confidence issue? What do you think is going wrong for Marcus at this moment in time? I think
3: he needs a little bit more, t- more time to adapt to the, the style of uh, of Ralph Ronick I think Marcus Rashford is a great person, a great guy, but he's always been a player who's very been who has always been very fragile on the pitch. That means when things go well for him, he has a really really high standard. But if if there are some some points going against him, he was nowhere near his standards, and we've seen that over the f- past few years always. Uh, and and being injured, uh, yeah. Is always an indicator for that. So, I think also for him, when he when he realized he was not the, the first pick for Ralph Ronnik in the first game when he came back, you know, it it it's for a player like him, it's very yeah dramatic and very very hard to understand. And I think a player like him needs, needs time to adapt to that and get back to to his best. You know, so I think him it's not uh, a, real, uh, a real issue because he has the quality and uh, he's a really good guy so we will come back i'm sure 100 about it but he always needs a little bit more time than, than other players normally because he's very very sensible and uh, yeah very very easy to get of his uh, of his standards unfortunately
2: yeah and i think like look it's it's hard for him because he came back from obviously what happened in the Euros as well. And then he had an injury and had surgery not too long after that. So like, obviously there's a lot of moving parts in these last six, seven months that have happened so quickly. Do you maybe think if you look at the way he carries his body, do you maybe he can maybe look at Cristiano and see the way he trained and see how he built himself? Do you maybe think right now would be the right time to maybe try seek advice from Cristiano and see what he done as a young player, and maybe try utilize that into his kind of diet, his regime, and stuff like that.
3: I always think it's very difficult to uh, compare two different uh, people. It's like uh, yeah, if you compare bananas to apples, you know, because they are yeah. two different persons with the two with different characteristics. I know both both of them, and they couldn't be more different. You know, Cristiano is very. Yeah, self-confident and Marcus is a very sensible guy that, that, uh, that has a different opinion about life. I think he wouldn't be living the life Cristiano is living. So I think it's very difficult to compare these two characters. But what uh, Marcus has to find out how he can keep his consistency. Because I think as a human being playing professional football, um, if you are working also on your mental side of the game, it affects your injuries. So I think I felt that also during my career when I was younger, I had a lot of yeah. uh, things that, that I didn't work on. Um, my consistency on the pitch wasn't as high as it was nearly to the end of my career. And I played much, much better at the end of my career than in the beginning. And I wasn't as much injured as I was in the beginning. So I think these are points Marcus has to find out for himself. There's, it's very difficult for a professional football player to, to give a receipt or an idea how he has to do it. He has to find out for himself. He has to work on every side and every aspect of his game. If it's the diet, if it's the mental aspect, if it's the, the training on and off the pitch, you know, I think these are very, diff, very, very important uh, points that he has to find out for himself and also maybe to be not so affected by decisions by the gaffer, you know, because he's always been very sensible in with every gaffer he had because sometimes he was playing and then, 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 uh, the coach put him out for some time. I, I couldn't remember a coach who was putting him out for nearly a, a one season. So that, that is always, a, you know, a, a tar, uh, how should I say? It's always an in indicator. If, if you are never a regular starter for a coach, that means you're doing something wrong. And he has to find out for himself. And he needs to do that very quickly because he has a lot of big abilities. And at the moment, it's, it seems like yeah, not he's wasting his career, because he still has done amazing things, but I think he could do much, much, much more with uh,
2: with uh, the talent he has. Yeah. And you maybe think maybe it's a time for him to do. just a bit of soul searching, and maybe just needs a bit of time out of the side to Maybe just reevaluate his game. Yeah,
3: yeah, he, yeah, that, that's what I mean. He, he needs to find out for himself. It's very difficult from outside to give him some advice because uh, everybody needs to find out for himself. When, when I was at that point with 22, 23, I was close to retire from football. And then I thought I'd give it a last try and work on the mental side of my yeah, of football and try to give, give it my best and then give it a shot again. And then things started to turn round. And then from there I was building up gradually and I didn't have injuries anymore. And before I always had injuries that put me on the sidelines for three to six months and I didn't know why. And in the end, you know, I, found, I find a way to keep myself fit in here and also on the pitch. And he has to find it out for himself. But uh, the people in Manchester love him. So he has a very good point and a very good uh, yeah, idea what to do and for what, he has, for what he does it because he's a great human being, you know, and everybody loves him.
2: Absolutely. And I think maybe this, this next couple of months, he just needs to pick himself back up and he has the quality he's a very good footballer and he's a very good person as well as you mentioned so hopefully he can pick it back up and like you know form is temporary and class is permanent and I think look we will see um, him come back to his best hopefully in the, in the, in the near future and he can start scoring goals and, and creating chances for us again because with this system he can be a vital player for us
3: yeah, and also with the with the agility. Yes, I mean he's a kind of player Ralph Rennick is looking for, and he's also not not that old that he's gonna stick to his principles uh, when the coach tell him something else to do. You know, so he's also a very intelligent player. That means he also works for the team. He's a team player, and he's a, normally he's a type of player Ralph Rennick is looking for, and therefore I'm also a little bit surprised that in the beginning he wasn't counting on him, but. We don't see it every day in training, how he behaves. We don't know how his uh, injury report is. So it's very difficult for us from the outside to really to have an opinion on him, you know.
2: And the final one for you, Marcus, just with regards to what Ralph Ragnick can achieve this season, because obviously, like, look, we're we're still in the FA Cup. We've let it go Madrid coming up in the last 16 in the Champions League and that would we all since about October the league title has been gone, but we're still kind of fighting for Champions League places now between now and the end of the season. With the limited time that Ralph has and um, working with these players between now and the end of the season, what would you consider success for Ralph Ragni for the rest of the season?
3: For me, it was never the the question if they win the league because as a team they are too fragile. As I told you before, yeah. they're lacking a lot of leadership and a lot of mentality and therefore consistency and with the likes of Liverpool and Chelsea and uh, obviously City, they're at a different point, you know, they have different players at the peak of, the, of their profession. So it's very difficult to compete with them. But I think for United, it's very important to, yeah, to build that identity back again, to get back the, the ideas of Ralph Rangnick has, to implement them into the players and find out who are the players to work for after the summer, because that's the, the main idea, you know. Is it does it make does it make sense to have Ronaldo still there? Does it have does it make sense with uh, the two of them with Bruno and Ronaldo? Be- because maybe two players they are too much if you want to play a very intensive aggressive counter attacking football in, in some parts you know because uh, Ralph Rangnick loves to do that you know sometimes he loves to give the ball away on purpose to put that press on the on the on the on the on the, on the other team. But um, I don't know if the players like Pogba, Fernandes and Ronaldo, they are willing to do that at their age. So these are the points that that uh, the club and uh, therefore also the coach has to find out. And obviously the, the, the cup titles, I think they're there to win. You know, the FA Cup, you don't need to be very consistent. You also need to win the uh, games and to build a mentality. The same with Champions League. I don't want to say they are the favourites to win the Champions League, but... If you build in the right mentality and you have your main players fit in, uh, in February, March, April, when it's uh, crunching time, you never know, you know, everything can happen. We, we saw that before. We saw it with Tottenham when they had an amazing Champions League campaign where nobody thought of. So why not? They have the quality in, in uh, many aspects. And uh, if you find the right character and the right mentality on the right day, everything is possible. But about the league, we shouldn't talk about the league. I think this year and also yeah. next year it will be very different.
2: Yeah, I think as I said, like the league was gone in October. Like as soon as we started losing them couple of games on the bounce, you, you, we had to forget about it. Like and I think top four for us this season, I think bare minimum is top four. And as you said, I think challenge yeah, to qualify both...
3: for the Champions League. That's the that's a challenge, like you said, yeah, to get back yeah. in the Champions League position. yeah.
2: I think that is going to be a challenge. You look at West Ham, you look at Spurs, you look at the Arsenal are coming back. You know Chelsea are up there. Like you look at these teams, you know Spurs there under Antonio Conte as well. Like it's it's going to be hard for you tonight, and I think we need to hit the ground running because if you look at the fixture list, we don't play any of the big six till March April, but then until between March April May. Then but, all it's
3: the a, but it's a good good time to build a mentality, you know, in, yes. in, in this time, you know, to get back the consistency, to, to get that belief and that spirit back in the dressing room, in the whole club, you know. And then you know which players you can count on and then you can divide the players who want to go that way with you and the players who don't want to do that. And that's, that's the time now they need to use and to take the time also to find out who's there for the future.
2: Absolutely. And I think... These six months are going to be huge. I think then when you look at next season, you look at the summer, I think we've probably the biggest rebuild since Sir Alex starts then in terms of.
3: Good, we say that every year, you know, to be honest. But
2: uh... (laughs) I think this is great, though. If you look at the current players we have, though, like there is a lot more quality there now compared to, let's say, two, three years ago. Like there's, you have the Mason Greenwoods, you have the Marcus Rashfords, you know, you have. Yeah, but United like... they've
3: never never been lacking quality in my in my opinion. They've been lacking mentality, which is even more difficult to find in nowadays. You know, um, I wouldn't say Keane was the best midfielder ever on the on the planet, but he had the right mentality and he know he had the feeling for the team what he had to do. And uh, yeah, that, that these things are lacking at the moment. You know that, that they have good individual quality players. United has that. Tottenham has that as well. But they're lacking the team spirit and the team identity. And this is the thing they need to be aware in the next weeks and months. And from there on, like you said, in summer, maybe there need to be a breaking point again. As we saw it many years now before on the Mourinho, on the Van Gaal, on the Ole. There was always a time when we said, you know, they have to build up new. But I think now with Ralf Rangnick being in a strategic position, I think it really, yeah, it can be the really changing point for the last 20, 30 years maybe
2: yeah I think it, this summer is where we're going to see like the changing of the guard almost, and then it's a new structure that we like that this football club hasn't had since Sir Alex and David Gill left. So yeah. I think this is where it's finally a time now where we have the structure. It's just about implementing it now in the summer and identifying the right type of player. and hopefully then talks are happening behind closed doors right now to get that in motion for the summer.
3: Yeah, I think so. As I know, Ralph Rangnick is always a very dominant person. As I told you, I'm um, also in Germany. He always uh, been very demanding in his ideas, and I think otherwise he wouldn't have signed for the club if the club is not willing to do what uh, what his idea or his willings are. So I think we will see more in the summer what the idea or what the, what the what the what the identity of the club will be than then now in winter, because in winter it's always difficult to find the right players for the right price, you know?
2: Yeah, I think, by the exception, I think obviously Sakaria being available for £6 million. Other than that, I think if you look at the other players who we ideally like in the team, looking at them teams, they're going to demand a premium, even now and the summer as well. And I think it's harder to get these players because if we're looking at players like Declan Rice, if we're looking at players still like Hoya you're looking at players like that, these are teams who are still fighting in Europe. Yeah, that's true.
3: But, but with Sakaria, he also needs time, you know, where he never played in English football. He needs time to adapt to the style of uh, Ralph Rownick um, as they are playing a different kind of football in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Bundesliga. So he also needs time. But he has the legs and he has the mentality. So he, he's definitely one of them players who can do it.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I do watch though, a bit of Bundesliga football and from seeing Sicario, how his physical presence is there and like as you said, he has the legs, he breaks up play. I think he's someone who can definitely help us adapt this style and as, yeah. as Lee Lawrence says here as well in the comments, Lee says, this is why I like Fred. He's not the best footballer, but he has one of the best attitudes in the squad.
3: That's true. He has, he has, but on the other side, you know, he's, he's, uh, if you watch the, uh, the balls, you know, the possession He's, he loses during a game, it's very difficult for a team and the, the team suffers a lot with him. Of course, he does a lot of uh, good things, but on the other side, with the player of him being in, in that position, you know, with uh, on that position of the field, you, you expect more influence, you know, like more good decisions. I always said it was very... For me, as a young player, it was so amazing what, what decisions Scolzi and Keane took in the middle of the park. Nearly every decision they took and they make was 100% spotter. And this is one of the biggest problems United was facing the f- past few years. They were losing too many balls too easily, you know, and that United was caught too many times out of possession when they lost the ball, and that makes it very difficult. And if, if you don't have that quality on the pitch, it makes it difficult.
2: Yeah, and I think with this anyway, regardless of whether it's Ten Hag or ragnick or whoever it may be in charge in the summer, we need to get players who are better at retaining possession and who can also press and counter-press because if, if you want to implement that, you need to have the right bodies in there. Fred can be a good squad player for certain games. I think he can be a squad player, but... I think so too, I think so too, yeah. If you're talking about getting back to the top though, you need... That next level, do you know? In terms of that, so I think maybe in the, in, in the summer, a central midfield player is vital to what we need to do. But Definitely, also, I think yeah. another centre back as well. I think we need we need a commanding centre back beside Raphael Varane as well to really kind of give us a good spine. Do you know? I think that's what you need. Cause any team who wants to be successful need to have a good spine. And at the moment, our spine at the moment isn't there yet. So I think we do need to adapt to that. But on further podcasts, I'm sure myself and Marcus will discuss that and um, further. And um, for you guys, do smash your like in the video, hit that subscribe button. We're on the road to 4K, so do absolutely do show us the support. I know you always got you guys always do. And um, what we will do on next week's podcast is we will review the Aston Villa game. We're going to talk about um, the, the performances, what players stood out, but then also we'll talk about um, more about Marcus's time at Manchester United, and we're going to deep dive into stories about training. We're going to talk about matches and his favorite moments. So do let us know if you have any questions for Marcus for next week's podcast, do let us know in the comments, but also drop them on Twitter as well. And we will come to them questions um, on next week's podcast. But thanks very much, Marcus, um, for coming on this evening. I'm sure we'll have plenty of good conversations over these next coming months here on Talk Devils. But until then, guys, thanks very much for watching and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much, Keen. Thank you guys.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.